Hello and welcome to the 3H2 Humans Mastermind Symposium of Infinite Possibility Radio Show. Each episode, Lynn and Mustachio will explore continuums of meaning, varied perspectives, and thought seeds to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive or jog, whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, happiness, and a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is June 12th, 2017, here in summery, green, and blooming Hilliard neighborhood of Spokane, Washington. Wow, so crazy to say that. This is our new opener, (laughs) and the openers tend to change frequently. Uh, Yeah, Mustache and I were talking about that. We're one of the few shows which give the date and the location of the episode. We offer that to our listeners because that's something we are interested in. Where is this recorded? What is the day? A lot of information is within those two variables, location and date. As we'll explore coming up with the music thought seed of I've Been Everywhere Man, a song which outlines the idea about different cities having a different ambiance to them. (laughs) And with the laugh, (laughs) we're going to go ahead and go into today's listener challenge it is listener challenge number 30 expel bottled energy and this is today's episode season 2 episode 18 questions and answers 2 the laugh heard a few moments ago is an example of our listener challenge number 30 expel bottled energy Release tension held deep within the mind and body. Laugh out loud with pride. Cry tears of sorrow and break a sweat through vigorous exercise. Like a valve, these three actions release bottled energy held within the mind. For a physical tune-up, consider massage techniques used to remove knots and yoga stretches which release muscle tensions within the body. For this week, Focus attention towards stress-release techniques of positive energy transfer. Open up those chakras. Okay, listener challenge number 30, expel bottled energy. This listener challenge was motivated by a listener's comment. The listener had commented that (laughs) my laughter is distracting, that he had no idea what I was laughing about and why I was laughing and it produced discomfort, which I find strange. It's difficult for me to recall a situation where someone's laughter evoked discomfort with me. Um, Laughter expels energy. It's like a valve (sighs) that uh, I intuitively feel this. I imagine there are biological researchers who have explored the physiology of laughter 
and crying and vigorous exercise and how they contribute to overall mental and physical well-being. So that's one way to do it. (laughs) The way I do it is intuition. And sometimes doing the radio show is a bit much for me. And I want to have fun. And sometimes I have a deep need to laugh. It just strikes me in a funny way. And I feel comfortable releasing that energy. Even though I receive criticism for my laughter, I think that's ridiculous. (laughs) As we've said in other episodes, ridiculous. (laughs) Laughter is healing. Tears are healing. Vigorous exercise, healing. Explore these avenues. And for this week, give conscious attention towards releasing that energy. It's tough. Life happens. Uh, One of the things that happens to me when I go on long road trips is oftentimes I just start crying. I'll be driving out in the middle of nowhere, radio's off. I'm just with my own thoughts, thinking of things, ingesting, reflecting, and modifying, and I'll just start crying. And sometimes I hold back. I think, oh, this is weird. Why am I crying? I don't, I'm not weak. I don't need to cry. And in those moments, it kind of (laughs) sucks. But the moments where I give into it and I just cry, and I allow myself to release that energy, I feel so much better after. It's a cathartic experience to cry when my body wants to. And Mustachio points out another time that I cry is in Defenders of the Galaxy, Groot. (laughs) We are Groot. Oh, gets me every time. And Sometimes I don't want people to see me crying, so I kind of hold back. But those times where I just let myself cry and let myself laugh and run with vigorous exercise. When I partake in these activities, I feel like me. And at its core, it appears as though it has to do with expelling funked up negative energy and being open to infinite possibility and new energy, replacing old stagnant with new and fresh. So that's what the mind, with the body, massage and um, other healing techniques. There's some magic to positive energy transfers. I've had quite a few different types of massage. Also had uh, Reiki massage and acupuncture, and then also massage between friends and family members. Hugs, I consider a deep, genuine, meaningful hug as a type of massage. It's a type of positive energy transfer. I experienced many of those while on this trip, and I feel refreshed in many ways. So that's what this listener challenge is about. (laughs) Exploring the mind and body ways to expel that energy through laughter, tears, vigorous exercise, 
massage and yoga. Mustachio points out that's incredibly important. Stretches, bending and moving. Modern humans sit and drive and we do weird stuff that our body did not evolve to be. We did not evolve to just sit and do nothing. (laughs) See, there's an example of that weird nervousness laughter. I just, it cracks me up. This is what humans have become. Uh, Sitting down. But I do see an evolution with standing desks and other ways to get back to our biological roots in terms of daily activities. So what I'm getting at with all this is our modern human daily activities really decrease chances to expel pent-up energy and negative energy and stagnation and all those yuck-yucks, which gets bottled up. Let's... Oh, that feels nice. Even something like uh, taking a few deep breaths. That's what this listener challenge is about. So for this week, really give attention towards listening to intuition, allowing the body to expel bottled energy. Focus attention towards stress release techniques of positive energy transfer. Open up those chakras. Today's episode is a question and answer episode. Two of these questions I received today, and I like that. I like the Neil deGrasse Tyson, Star Talk Radio kind of quick response type questions. In the past, the other question and answer episodes, which I encourage people to check out, were more researched and typed out and thought out. So these are more on the fly as were the last one. Today's questions. Number one, how will teachings of 3H2 humans improve my life? Number two, why is consciousness important to know? Number three, what are Leonardo's credentials and claimed profession? Number four, how does 3H2 humans stay in business? Number five, what are trinkets? So these are the questions we are going over right now. (laughs) Number one, how will teachings of 3H2 humans improve my life? Okay, we at 3H2 humans aim to improve people's lives through a focus on health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Our style of doing things is much different than other media outlets. We are scientific entrepreneurs testing things to see if they work, what the result is. Then we gather up the data, figure out what works, what doesn't work. We conduct critical thinking, ingest, reflect, and modify, and continuously refine and hone thought processes, equations of the mind. Uh, (laughs) That's another common listener comment is that some of the episodes are like geometry homework. (laughs) And that's an accurate statement. We're moving a bit more towards maybe a geometry game 
instead of homework because it has that have to do because I said so mentality. We want to remove that from our teachings. We want to be true to the advice given by my grandparents. My grandfather had said, don't let it be a cult. And my grandmother said, practice what you preach. These qualities are oddly rare within leadership culture today. Many leaders say what you need to do is you need to drink water so that you will be healthy, then you will be successful like me. (laughs) When likely the person doesn't practice what they preach and they want that quick sale and uh, the catchy slogan and all that crap. We don't have that here. It's uh, not wrapped up in a pretty bow. Oh, Mustachio has a good one. It's like a IKEA furniture that's complicated. It takes time and effort and energy. But once that time and effort and energy is spent, something new is formed. Something is created from a pile of nothing. And that's what we want to do with 3H2Humans. Turn a bunch of parts into something which represents an evolved perspective of health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Okay, that's number one. How will teachings of 3H2Humans improve my life? Number two, why is consciousness important to know? Ooh, consciousness. I touched on this a little bit in the last episode when I had talked about a quote, a, uh, gosh, what is that called? Um, A paraphrased quote? (laughs) Something to the effect of that Amit Goswami had said was that rather than matter as the ground of all being, consciousness is the ground of all being. If this is true and the paradigms are shifting, then physics will change. Health and sciences will change. Each discipline will change if the ground of being, if the foundational component or the units of measurement, thank you, Mustachio, (laughs) if the units of measurement are dramatically changed, then that which is being measured changes. Who knows? Maybe the scientific paradigm will change and consciousness will be the ground of all being. Or maybe matter will remain as the ground of all being during my lifetime. I speculate it will change during my lifetime. I've been really into aerospace and um, watching stuff about the universe. Gosh, I've learned so much. (laughs) But with all of these planets and things like pulsars, these crazy structures, uh, and gravity, that's a main component. Earth has its specific idea of physics. Whereas on other planets where the gravitational pull is different, their ideas of physics are different. So if this is true, if our rules of knowledge are specific to Earth, then that leaves for increased probability that there's a different code, a code of the universe rather than a code of Earth. And perhaps that's what consciousness is about. Consciousness is the code of the universe, whereas matter 
and a human perspective is an earthly concept. Easy peasy. (laughs) Okay, that's number two. Why is consciousness important to know? Number three, what are Leonardo's credentials and claimed profession? Ooh, okay, my credentials. I was in college from 1999 (laughs) until 2013. I was a lifetime student changing my major several times. I had majored in business, psychology, the legal system, and have taken a ton of general ed courses. Some of the colleges I have attended are West Valley Community College, Evergreen Community College, De Anza, University of Phoenix Online, North Seattle Community College, and Washington State University. Obtaining a university degree was something I thought was out of reach most of my life. Once everything is said and done, I currently have very little faith in the university system. It's based off of memorize and regurgitate and pay lots of money rather than critical thinking and gain lots of skills. I think that's the direction the paradigm is shifting now, is more into, oddly, the way the University of Phoenix structure is, where it's independent learning in a group setting with a mentor, but mostly peer interaction and individual learning. This is a much more efficient structure than piling 200 people in a classroom every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 (laughs) a.m. So this kind of brings me to the whole credentials thing. Then what am I? If I have a degree in psychology and criminal justice, a bachelor's of science, then what does that make me? What are my credentials and profession? It taught me that's not a game I want to play. That's not something I want to be a part of, is the whole where'd you go to school and what do you call yourself? I don't want to be a part of that mode of thinking. So in terms of my claimed profession, uh, I would claim to be a scientist and a consciousness researcher. That would be the closest thing (laughs) for today. (laughs) It has been different in the past and it will likely be different in the future. And for myself and others, In order to fully understand what someone does, there needs to be an understanding beyond a title or a name or a credential. That's garbage and pish posh. A credential simply means a person met criteria at a moment in time. Whether or not those skills carry with the person into the future is unknown. That's why credentials are bogus. It's like, okay, Mustachio has a great point. It's like a photo. So for me, (laughs) the grand opening pictures, I am about 20 pounds lighter in those pictures than I am right now. 
So those are a false representation of who I am today. That's what a credential is. A credential is a false representation of what a person has become. It's something different. I'm not quite sure what is going to replace all this stuff. Because <laughs> I do recognize its function within a society. It, there's a hierarchy, a pecking order, some sort of validation. All these things are being changed. And I want to be a part of that change. I want to be running with the pioneers, looking forward and saying, what are the possibilities for this thing? As opposed to, I was told this is true. I want to look forward. And looking forward, I'm done with credentials. <laughs> and my acclaimed profession is a consciousness researcher. Number four, how does 3H2 humans stay in business? Oh, okay. Um, how, how do we stay in business? Well, we balance overhead with donations. Initially, I had put a lump sum into the company, and that's what we've been existing off of. The lump sum came from a real estate transaction. So instead of owning a home, I own a business. <laughs> See, there's that laughter again. Was this the right decision? <laughs> Do I enjoy renting? <laughs> oh, and on many days, my decision to be an entrepreneur is bittersweet. What I've given up, what... I've received. It's a strange balance. And I feel comfortable with my decision to sacrifice a normal life in order to be a consciousness researcher. And it's tough, I'll be honest. I was speaking with someone the other day and he had said if he failed as many times as I did, he would have given up a long time ago. <laughs> And I fail a lot. And uh, that's why I gave up the office space. It wasn't smart for the bottom line. It contributed too much to the overhead because the income was not where I projected. And that's how 3H2 has stayed in business. I have a mentality similar to a race car driver. I'm incredibly focused on right in front of me as well as several cars ahead. I'm balancing both. My bumper, four cars ahead. My bumper, four cars ahead. And in doing that, I looked at my bumper. That was the office space. And I recognized four cars ahead. There was not going to be a line <laughs> standing outside my office. <laughs> Nobody was breaking down my door. <laughs> and uh, it was time to let go because the funds are decreasing. And luckily we have donors, people who donate to the show, who donate money and time and energy and advice. There's a network 
of resources which trickle into 3H2 humans. Yeah, Mustachio points out how a little stream feeds into a river. It's not gigantic, but it's enough to sustain a certain path. And now I'm looking at my bumper and that's a home office. And I'm looking three cars ahead and that's interviewing more people, increasing that mastermind approach and opening the shop back up in July. So anybody listening to this? (laughs) If there is uh, some enjoyment, then uh, please purchase an item in the store. A lot of work goes into that and uh, it helps trickle into the stream to keep 3H2 going. And that is number four, how does 3H2 human stay in business? Number five, what are trinkets? Trinkets are many things. At its basic level, trinkets are red rose tea figurines. So there's a company called Red Rose Tea. They sell black tea in tea bags, as well as decaffeinated and couple other options. Oftentimes, they're in grocery stores, Walgreens, but I have noticed it's regional. Certain states don't have it. I believe Colorado, when I went there, I broke a trinket and had difficulty replacing it. (laughs) So the trinkets are Wade of England figurines, which come in red rose tea. So that's what a trinket is. (laughs) The very first trinket was the Hungry Horse figurine for Hungry Horse Dam. So it was not a Wade trinket, but it's what started the trinket thing. (laughs) It's a little, little bit confusing. But what happened was I gave the horse away and I didn't have a trinket anymore. So Brian gave me a red rose tea trinket because he drank the tea when he was a commercial fisherman in Alaska and brought that habit back. And that's what started it. (laughs) And the parameters are that it can be any trinket as long as it's a part of the Weight of England slash red rose tea collection. A few quick points about trinket photos is that the photos are from the trinket's perspective. This helps me to see the world from a different vantage point, something different from my own. So I'll set a trinket down and then I think, how would this trinket view the world? And then I'll take a picture and in the picture, it's my objective to have no humans. One of my favorite things to do with the trinkets is to go to crowded, densely populated areas during off time where there's nobody there. And I put the trinket down and it's just the trinket in this empty space. It's a thought exercise and a present moment awareness exercise. Every now and then I forget to pick up the trinket. I get lost. I 
distance myself from the present moment. And most of the time, I can go back and retrieve the trinket. This is not always the case. (laughs) I have lost a handful of trinkets, and I lost the most recent one that went on the road trip with me. And it was a Patriot hat in the new Red Rose Tea American History Collection. But to me, it looked like a black hole. So I set this trinket down at Templin's Country Corner Cafe in Sprague, which is nearby, and took a picture of a a summary of costs for bathroom use. (laughs) Talks about the, the light bill, water, sewer, property taxes. And I was fascinated by that. So I set the trinket down, took a picture, went about my business, and did not recognize the trinket was gone until I was in Spokane. And it sucked. (laughs) Once I lost the trinket, I hit traffic. I wanted a pretzel sandwich from Einstein Bagels, and they were out of pretzel bagels. Just little things compounded. I didn't have my good luck charm. And attached to each trinket are quests. Since I lost the trinket, it was time to initiate a new trinket, which means completing the quests of the last trinket and being open and beginning the quests of the new trinket. And there was a vice of mine that I said I would leave with the old trinket. And I had thought about this. Okay, well, I come home on Friday. I'll keep the trinket through the weekend, start fresh on Monday. And then it would have been up to me on when to end and begin the quests. But fate stepped in. Infinite possibility. Randomization. Things beyond my direct control came into play. I lost the trinket. I called the cafe and they didn't have it. So... I needed to change who I was. I needed to allow the last trinket to be the caterpillar and the new trinket to be the butterfly. So now I'm the butterfly and I have been successful in closing out the quests of the past and beginning the quests of the new. And one of those quests was to do a radio show. So here I am. Thank you, Trinket. (laughs) I enjoy speaking about Trinkets, so if there are further questions about Trinkets or the Trinket process or getting started with the Trinket present moment awareness adventure quests, let me know. Or just wing it. It's all about enjoyment, accountability, and randomization. So as long as those three things are there, enjoyment, accountability, and randomization, get a red rose, trinket, take some pictures, have a blast. Boom, done. (laughs) All right, and that is the Q&A. Number one, how will teachings of 3H2 humans improve my life? Number two, why is consciousness important to know? Number three, what are Leonardo's credentials and claimed profession? Number four, How does 3H2 Humans stay in business? 
And number five, what are trinkets? Today we have two thought seeds, a thought seed music and a thought seed podcast. The thought seed music is Johnny Cash, I've Been Everywhere. This is a relatable song heard while on the road at the Fermentation Festival in Bend, Oregon. While driving to California, Bend, Oregon is a halfway point. Usually, Mustachio and I stay near the downtown area in the Deschutes Brewery and go to the brewery and have dinner and some beers, but we wanted something different. So we looked into other areas of Bend, Oregon, and we ended up in the Old Mill District. After staying in Bend probably 10 maybe or so times, we had yet to experience the Old Mill District and it was neat. There's a big shopping center that's along the river. There's lots of foliage, lots of plants, greenery, a path. It's similar to the Centennial Trail here in Spokane. It encourages people to get out and to do things. And what was neat is the fermentation festival. It was like a beer festival. And there were vendors along the river. So the point was go to one spot, taste a beer, listen to some music, eat some food, then walk to the next location. And they were like little islands set up. I didn't feel the vibe of any of them after about an hour or so of being there. And I went to the one on the far end and just stood there and Johnny Cash playing I've Been Everywhere came on over the loudspeaker. Prior to hearing this song, I had doubted what I was doing there. It's like, why am I on this road trip? I'm at this beer festival in Bend, Oregon in the middle of nowhere, by myself. What am I doing? Am I crazy? And as soon as I heard Johnny's voice talking about the cities he's been to and the adventures he's had and the fresh mountain air, I got a huge smile on my face and felt at home. It was a sign that I was in the right place at the right time with the right mentality. And that it's okay every now and then to explore the negative end of the continuum, to question my actions and think deeply about all aspects of my behavior and to listen to the environment. And I listened to the environment and I just tapped my foot, kind of jived around a little bit. I got pep in my step and felt comfortable Just being me, just being quiet, being alone. I didn't need to chit chat or talk to anyone. I just wanted to drink new beer. I wanted to sample new local breweries, beer concoctions and walk along a river and be grateful. I was out of a car (laughs) after about nine hours. It was a long day. I was caught behind the spray the line sprayer and a bunch of trucks and adverse weather. So I began to think of the positive components of travel due to Johnny Cash, a wonderful musician. And in looking into this song for this episode, it appears as though a person named Jeff Mack originally wrote the song 
and the cities are Australian. <laughs> so a little bit of history, I'd say people jump on ye old Google and look into the song I've Been Everywhere. The particular version which tickled my fancy was Johnny Cash's. It's a relatable song heard while on the road at Fermentation Festival in Bend, Oregon. Next is Thought Seed Podcast, Invisible Office Hours, Season 6 Launch Promo, Paul and Jason's Scientific Approach to Entre... <laughs> Paul and Jason's Scientific Approach to Entrepreneurship is Relatable. Invisible Office Hours, it's a show I discovered couple years ago I remember I binge listened while I was gardening I was doing a huge gardening project that took nearly the entire summer <laughs> I had moved into a new place and that's generally my MO is I clean up the yard I trim the plants put in fresh dirt fill in holes in the lawn give plants tons of water it's a uh, part of my process and at the time I listened to Invisible Office Hours. I really liked their experimental nature. Jason Zook and Paul Jarvis are experimental in nature. I really like that and I would say that's a commonality between their structure and 3H2Humans. But what's really neat is also the contrasting nature. They are a lot more silly and fun and throw in crazy random stuff. Whereas 3H2 is more on the geometry homework. <laughs> Invisible office hours is like the fun note that's being passed in class. <laughs> and I'm mostly focused on the geometry homework. So this is a break from that, a peek at the, the note being passed in class and the fun, edgy stuff that's going on in class. In particular, I like what they're doing with the season six launch. Currently there's a promotion. Oh my gosh, that's right. I think it ends tomorrow, June 13th. Today is June 12th. So if this goes live <laughs> by then cool go to invisibleofficehours.com and uh, check out what they're doing but in short they set the release date for the next season of their show netflix style so the whole season at one time ahead in the future and then asked for donations each donation of a dollar brought the timer down one minute so $100 would be 100 minutes. And there's a leaderboard on their website with the person's amount donated, their name, and then a link to their website. I thought this was awesome. I like it when researchers publicize research. So Jason and Paul are publicizing their research. They're doing something new. They're having a countdown timer with donations that lower the timer and it's public. So we as listeners get to see, did this work? <laughs> did they receive donations? And they have. And I like how it's 
a leaderboard. Another caveat I enjoy is that whoever has the highest donation gets to pick a topic for an upcoming show. And that motivated us at 3H2Humans to donate to what Paul and Jason are doing and to get on that leaderboard and to answer the question, did it work? Yes, yes, it worked. Yes, their research study was worth the effort. And that's what 3H2Humans is about, is contributing to those who contribute. One of our listener challenges in the past was to donate $100 to an ad-free podcast or radio show. I like to do the listener challenges each year. (laughs) That's another reason why I have them, is to hold myself accountable. So each year... It's my goal to donate around $100 to some sort of radio show to help them out. And to be on the leaderboard for Invisible Office Hours, we donated $155. So it was a bit more than our annual amount, but what Jason and Paul are doing is awesome. And we want to support pioneers and adventure seekers. So check it out. Invisible Office Hours. Binge listen. Check out their shows. There's some really great nuggets of information heard while they chat about many various topics. So that is the Thought Seed podcast, Invisible Office Hours, Season 6 launch promo. Paul and Jason's scientific approach to entrepreneurship is relatable. For the announcements... Now hiring several contractor positions, radio show engineer, optimize, assist with web presence and day-to-day duties. Send email to info at 3h2humans.org for more info. We want to polish things up and could use some help. Anyone out there interested in assisting us with optimizing the show, please let us know. Even if it's something as small as a comment, or something as big as a request to be a paid contractor and everything in between. So let's do this. <laughs> California road trip complete, Spokane to Galita, 2,549 miles and 47 hours and 20 minutes in the car. There's a car timer, kind of cool. It's the first car that I've had that has a time timer (laughs) and a mileage counter. So 47 hours and the majority of that, I did not listen to music from Spokane to Goleta and then Goleta to Roseville. I didn't listen to the radio. I just meditated and thought and enjoyed the scenery and just existed. It was incredibly soothing. Then on my way home, around the Reading area, I put on some tunes, listened to some music, and uh, rocked out a little bit. (laughs) So the trip was a blast. I met a lot of amazing people, and there's some stories and all kinds of great stuff that we will cover in the future. And I look forward to hearing from people. 
that I met on the trip. There's a, a handful of people who really helped me to be comfortable on the trip and with myself. I was able to have deep, meaningful conversations, present moment, cathartic hugs and gestures of present moment awareness. It was awesome. I'm grateful for all those experiences and I really want to thank everyone who showed me hospitality while out on the road. It uh, means a lot. And for season two, this is the plan as of now. It will end June 30th. We're going to go ahead and crank out a few more episodes for June and then start season three, September 11th. That has been a starting point in the past. And I think we're going to use that starting point again and take July and August off of producing episodes. Part of me thinks this is a little silly. The show has gained a bunch of momentum and thank you to everyone who spreads the word. It really shows in the numbers. <laughs> like I didn't do anything, but other people have. So thank you. We want to improve and taking a break is smart for the long run. So we talked earlier about the bumper and the cars ahead. Taking a break is thinking about the cars ahead, is thinking about having a fresh start with a new template that's much more functional. (laughs) So that will be in season three. Gratitude. (laughs) Gratitude for those who support the show. We do have donate buttons. They are big and unsightly, and I hope to change them as soon as possible. But if anyone sees them, it's a quick, easy click to help out the show. We have big improvements ahead and we'll need help from the listeners to continue. So please donate if there is a desire. If not, donate to another show. But it's important to spread the love for those who engage in positive media. All right. Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy.